Hello, friends. This is Miley. And Mandy. And we are The The Main Main Dish. Thanks for joining us as we openly chat about leveling up personally and professionally here on our podcast. You can find us at The Main Dish Podcast on Instagram, at The Main Dish Pod on Facebook, and at The Main Dish Pod on Twitter. Awesome. That's all we're running right now. We do have a YouTube channel, so stay tuned because we have some content coming for that. It's going to be exciting. We will keep you posted. I'm super excited. Follow us on Instagram because honestly, the most updates come on our Instagram page as far as new photos and updates to the website, which is coming. And we'll be announcing like, I don't know. Will we be announcing? We might be announcing. We have guests lined up, which we are very excited about. So we may or may not announce guests ahead of time. We haven't decided yet. You might just get to be surprised. Sometimes we might and sometimes we might not. Yeah, it just depends on how much our social media person wants to post. That's that's me. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, not me. <laughs> but this week's episode is about letting go and about failure. But before we dive in, let's talk a little bit about what's new and good. What's good? What's new? I do have a couple of things. Oh, bring it on. I love hearing about this. So quick recap. I mentioned The Queen's Gambit recently on an episode. I finished it this past weekend. I went to my best bud Ben's house in San Diego. I hung out with him and his girlfriend for... Thanksgiving weekend I they assisted me and I cooked dinner I think they would agree with that phrasing Brie made an awesome vegan green bean casserole and I made a bunch of sides and other things and squash and rice but over the weekend I got to watch the last two episodes of the Queen's Gambit it was so good I was actually surprised I wasn't moved like to tears I thought it was going to be more emotional at the end and it just kind of ended and it was like wow all right. It was really cool. It was re- done really, really well, but I wasn't like crying. I was like, here it comes. I'm going to get a good cry. I was ready for it. I really wanted it. And then it didn't happen. I was like, damn, <laughs> I felt a little cheated. Like I almost wanted to turn on something just to make me cry after that. Oh, <laughs> so was it the end of a season? It's just one little mini series type of oh, thing. It's just one run because so it's, it's a book. I see. I didn't know. So yeah, it's done now. I don't think there like, will be any more because it, I'm pretty sure it was just one book. Oh, it's it's that. Oh. So it's like one and done. And I really, honestly, I, I felt a little cheated that I didn't get a good cry out of it, but whatever. So that I wonder happened. if other people feel that way. Have you talked to anybody who's finished it? Well, I talked with the two in that house. That Well, actually, I don't know if Brie finished it, but Ben did. And Ben said it was good. It was, quote, emotional. Hmm. But it wasn't like cry your eyes out. It wasn't like overwhelmingly emotional. I was I was a little surprised. I thought it was going to be. They just didn't take it all the way there. So, but it was good. It wasn't bad. I just, I was shocked. I thought it was going to be this big build up to like a, a cry. Not like necessarily a sob fest, but I was like, I didn't even shed a tear. Oh. So I was kind of disappointed. Yes. Oh man. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I cooked and we ate and Ben cleaned and it's perfect. So <laughs> we, I'm glad you had such a great we time. We had a good time. Oh, we played Monopoly. Oh which... yes, I saw your story post about that because it wasn't just any regular traditional Monopoly game that we all play when we were kids. Yeah, it was what's it called? The Walking Dead. That show. Yes. I've never seen that show. Have you? No. I don't do zombie movies. 
Okay. Dumb. <laughs> or TV show. I don't know. The zombie thing, I'm like, bah, whatever. Uh, but no, but he's into it. So he has a Walking Dead Monopoly, and we played that. And it was kind of funny. Like, Bree has never played Monopoly, and Ben and his family always used to play it. I haven't played it in so many years, but that was fun. And I got way too hammered. I really don't remember. We kind of ended the game in a weird spot, and then... I would, yeah, we just let it go. We didn't pick back up the next day. They also, we also played Scrabble, the three of us, and those two have some really interesting rules to Scrabble, meaning that there almost are no rules. They just, they lay out a word with their tiles, and then they would just keep going with more tiles. And I'm like, no, no, you play a word, and then it's the next person's turn. Oh, like it's like one word. Then it's the next person's turn. Right, of you course. I know those. Yeah, but they just keep going till they have no more words to put out? Yeah, I guess. Oh. They also like to take their Scrabble words in any direction on the board. And I was like, nope. All the words have to face the same way. Left to right, top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting, me teaching them how to play Scrabble. And about two-thirds of the way through, they were both like, we like our way better. <laughs> Well, two out of three, I think you were outnumbered. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, I do not even know how to play your way. It makes no sense to me. Like, I only know how to play real Scrabble. <laughs> so that was really interesting. And then I guess the last thing to catch up on is my my baby, my new baby, my echelon. Oh, yes. My spin bike arrived. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a little oh, happy yeah. dance. So it arrived a week after I ordered it, they told me it was going to take 20 to 25 business days. Oh, that's good. I wasn't supposed... That's very good service. Okay, it would be good service. Oh, right, One I forgot. One would think. Yes. However, I got no text notification it was coming. I got no delivery arranged. So, here's what happens. I'm out on the date. Remember the museum date? Yes. I'm out on the museum date. It went really well. Like, we ended up hanging out most of the night. I come home at, like, midnight... And I, I've been gone all day. I see this giant box on the ground outside my building at the bottom of my stairs, like in the middle of the complex, my condo complex, a big ass box, like four feet tall, standing on its side. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? And as I approach, I can see it has a picture of the spin bike on the side of it. And immediately, you know, my brain just goes to like, no, no way. And I walk up, it has my name on the label. I'm like, oh my word, what? Like, it's after midnight, it's 12, 1230. What, how long has this been here? Like so many thoughts blasting through my head. Like how long has this been here? What were they thinking? No fucking way. Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. I go up the stairs, put my stuff down and on my door is a UPS tag that says, the package at the bottom is for you. I swear, I still oh have it Oh my somewhere. gosh, how horrible. That's just, like, $1,600. Exactly. And they just left it. At the bottom of the stairs, too. It's on your responsibility sidewalk. to take it to the door. Yes. that's not Leaving it on the sidewalk downstairs is not even delivered. No. So I look at this label, and the guy I was out with, he was like, text me when you get home so I know you got home safe. I'm like, fine. Great. Um, side note, I actually really like when guys say that. So <laughs> Yes, I agree. I like it, too. Yeah, I think it's cute. So It's thoughtful. It is. Whether you mean it or not, just saying it is cute. So anyways, I text him. I was like, well, I'm home and look what I found. And I like send a picture of this bike. And then I get up on the label. because I'm like, the UPS labels always tell you, like packaging labels always tell you how much the package weighs. I'm mm-hmm. like, how much does this fucking thing weigh? 145 pounds. Fuck. What? 100- <laughs> Holy shit. 
I'm supposed to carry a 145 pound package up the stairs. The box is bigger than my staircase. Unreal. Exactly. The only word I could come up, I just, I, I was pacing outside at like 1230, one o'clock in the morning, like unreal. You gotta be kidding me. No fucking way. Shitting me. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> like all of the things. Um, so I texted him this and I was like, well, look what I just found. I guess I'm going to try to figure out how to get this upstairs or I leave it here until mm-hmm. tomorrow. Like I have no, I, what the hell? And he like immediately replies back. Wow. You gotta be kidding me. And he's like, text me your address. Aww. And I was like, uh, I know. My first instinct was like, oh, but yeah. yeah, but then still, yeah, it's really, it's a little like, uh, but then I was like, okay, <laughs> like, what other options do you have? <laughs> Basically, I was like, I'll either leave it on the ground yeah. and tomorrow morning, or I just throw my sleeping bag on it and sleep on it overnight, like until yeah. UPS. Comes. I would not leave. I wouldn't leave. Yeah. See, that's the other thing too. It pisses me off that a human being would leave something like that. Number one, it's your job. Like, that's your job. It's your responsibility Mm -hmm. to get packages delivered to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Number two, even if it wasn't your job, you should have the human decency to do the right thing. You don't just leave packages. Especially, heavy packages probably indicate that there's some high value to it as well. You're just going to leave it out there for, like, who knows, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going to happen to it. That's just plain, rude, lack of common courtesy, Go off. <laughs> Who was this? UPS? UPS. Yes. So, yeah, I still haven't picked that bone with them. But, um, so anyways, he asked for my address and I would like, stared at my phone. Like, do I give this yeah. stranger new person my address? That's weird. But I was like, what else am I going to do? Like, I'm going to have to unbox this thing and try to carry it upstairs. And hopefully these pieces, like 145 pounds i'm like mm. there's probably one piece and there's 50 plus pounds yeah, i was gonna say one thing that i might do is like open it up and just take it piece by piece but yeah, that's what, what I was if it was one but if there's one piece and there weighs more mm-hmm. than 50 pounds i'm not gonna be able to get it up the stairs yeah. it's gonna be too big and too heavy for mm-hmm. me to carry alone up the stairs so i was like all right here's my address i was like i'll be the angry girl unboxing a spin bike in the <laughs> middle of the complex <laughs> So, yeah, he ended up showing up and we took it all apart and carried it up the stairs. Oh, that's really, really nice of him. And I think he kissed me on the forehead and then he went home. Oh, Aw. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is extremely kind of yeah. him. Like, especially if it's like 1 a.m., like a new girl. And then, because you can flip it around too, right? Like, he just met you too. You're a stranger. I mean, yeah. What happens? Like, he doesn't know what address you just gave him. This is totally my side hustle. I just make dudes show up in the middle of the night to carry <laughs> heavy shit up my stairs. It's <laughs> a game I run. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just leave big boxes down there. <laughs> I'm like, hell. Well, or whenever you anticipate having a, <laughs> anticipate yeah. having a, a heavy box delivery. Yeah. Then you <laughs> I go on a date. I try to coordinate the two. Yes. And I'm like, help me, help. <laughs> I, I see. I see what you're. Okay, so wanted. I was also really proud of me though, because not long before this, we talked about letting people help you. Oh right. Yes. And neither one of us are. Mm-mm. historically yeah. great at asking for help on our vulnerability episode we talked about one of the ways that you can be vulnerable well we first started by saying like asking for help but if you're not someone who is readily like well it's easy to ask for help mm-hmm. then when someone offers you help don't be quick to say no and accept it right and so i i do like that he offered 
And you accepted. Yeah. My text might have been a cry for help, like, subconsciously, but I was more pissed yeah. in the moment. Yeah, you were venting. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding yeah. me. Um, so, yeah, anyways, I was really proud of me that I said yes. And, yeah, I, yeah, anyways. And now you have a beautiful bike. I know, I have and... my spin bike. I put it all together, all uh-huh. by myself. Thank you very much. I've ridden twice now, and now mm-hmm. my sit bones are sore as hell, because I have you, to get you, used you. to sitting you. on that thing again. Um, but, yeah, I look forward to, you know having a sore ass for a fun new reason. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is awesome. I'm so proud of you too. I'm really, really happy because you've been talking a lot about cycling and I, it just makes me so genuinely happy that you have now finally gotten to a place where you have a spin bike in your condo and you're doing it. Like it's it's real. Yes. Like it's uh, I know, you know, another, on another episode previously, we had talked about speaking your needs, your wants, mm-hmm. your desires into the universe so that it not only happens, but you actually can hold yourself accountable to make it happen. The more people you tell mm-hmm. about your goals or your needs or your wants, as you speak it out, you start to hold yourself accountable, but also... And you believe it's true. Exactly. And people can then hold you accountable too, right? They'll Mm -hmm. be like, hey, did you ever get that spin bike? Hey, you said that you were going to go somewhere. Did Mm -hmm. you end up going there? And just having that that extra level of people checking in on you because they support you or they care about you, it just gives you more motivation to actually make it happen. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I love my first ride on it. It was awesome. I do need to get different clips for my shoes, but this is all spin bike nonsense. So, But it does have cages too, so I've been able just to ride with my newer sneaker shoes it's fun i like it a lot oh yay yeah Thanks. i'm clapping I thank just you thank don't... you thank yes. you <laughs> jazz hands oh d- no <laughs> i was gonna say there's a i've been doing a lot of the jazz hands mm-hmm. a form of the jazz hands because in i've learned that in the deaf community yeah. you clap by put, yeah and so ever since we've been doing a lot of more virtual a lot more virtual meetings I've been silently clapping because yeah. you don't want to interrupt people when you're on a Zoom meeting. I like it. Nice. Because no one can hear anything exactly. when one person starts or everyone starts clapping. It just drowns the whole meeting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about you. Did you do anything this weekend? Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. I know you didn't have any dates because <laughs> I fucked up setting them up. <laughs> I sent out all these feelers and I was like, hey. <laughs> I like how right before the four-day weekend, you're like, you are so going out on three cocoa dates. I did. And, it's- and I even sent out messages to all these people. I was like, what are you up to this weekend? Are you hanging around? Are you in town? I was totally fishing to find out where people were. And then I ghosted for four days. <laughs> I went and got drunk in San Diego and played around with my friends. <laughs> it's okay. I, you know, I'm getting back into dating is really funky. I don't know if you have any advice for that or any of our listeners. It's just... Band-aid. I, I oh, we talked about band-aids. Band-aid. Rip it off. It's just... Jump in the deep end. Learn how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> You're so close, though. You have, like, one date-ish setting up. Yeah. I haven't followed up on it to see what happened. But we were... It was but... like, it was like a, oops, sorry, uh, um, our bad. We didn't mean to ghost you, but we didn't say we. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, we. <laughs> we didn't mean to ghost you. <laughs> hilarious if some dude gets a message on a dating app and it's like hey we didn't mean to bail on you what how many of you are there (laughs) yes uh so i this weekend was actually a good weekend for me to 
lay low. I think I went through a really big mental, a couple mental ups and downs. One up was that I, it's really funny. I don't know what this is. And I haven't talked to my therapist about this, but um, hello, Miss Therapist. You know, you are my therapist. I'm going to be payment up front this time. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to just add it to my tab that I have not paid. There's a piece of paper around here somewhere. (laughs) So one day I was really up and I was like, I'm ready to dive right in. And then the next day I was on the completely opposite side. And one of the things that I tried to and I did not do it this weekend, which can probably talk, you know, we can, we'll talk a little bit about it in our letting go and failure episode. But, Mm -hmm. you know, don't make decisions when you're really emotional. Ah, (laughs) yes. And so when I was really down... I actually messaged, like, there's, like, three guys that I was, like, that had asked me out on a date on Bumble. Okay. And I was really down that day, and I just could not even fathom what dating could be like. I messaged all of them and canceled everything with them. (gasps) You had dates set up and you canceled? This is brand new information to me. And I feel bad, but I was honest, too. Like, in that moment, I was just not in the right mental state to be open to anyone. So this isn't like you couldn't just put on mascara and suddenly be like in the moment? It was a it was a weird day. Because sometimes I have to commit to things I don't want to do because I know I'll get there. And if I just say yes, like I'm going to dread it right up until the fucking second I pull in the driveway and get out of my car and shut the car door. I'm going to groan and moan and then I'm going to be like, And most of the time I am. For some reason, this weekend was just one of those weekends. And part of it was also giving myself grace. Like, I was in the moment where I was like, you know, I don't feel ready. And I don't want to lead anybody on. Hmm. And then the next day, I was up. So then I messaged someone and I was like, hey, let's go for a hike. But then he never responded. So I was like, by the the time he gets back to you, like, moments passed. Exactly. I was like, because then he messaged the next day and I was like, oh, today's a down day. (laughs) Poor bastards. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, if I'm going up and down, these dudes need to like triangulate your location and just be (laughs) buzzing around your house, waiting for you to be like. I'm like, it's an up moment. Let's go. Hey, want to hang? They're like, yes. Yeah. So, but I'm also trying to just. uh, One of the things that I'll probably you know that we talk about in the the letting go failure thing is just diving into your emotions and, mm. and just letting yourself feel them and then letting them go. You know, another good and new thing in my life is I bought a house a few months ago and mm. we finally finished the backyard. And so the backyard is really, really nice. I took a couple walks, a couple walks, a little, in your backyard? Like a little, a little, I don't know, 20 by 20 feet walk around my backyard because we have rocks and then we put up artificial turf. When does the swimming pool go in? Well, there's a community pool. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, I know. We can always hang out at the community pool for oh, sure. We're going to own that bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm a little, I love my house. I'm just a little unsure about how far east is. I was going to say, uh, the location? Yeah, the location yeah. is We little... talked about you moving further west, and then you ended up moving further east. Yeah, I know. We were like, come north and come west. And she was like, how about I go like six miles east? <laughs> I know. What? But, so that's, you know, that's the house now, but I am going to probably, in, in the new year, I'm going to start looking at another house. Parking your mom's happy ass way out in the East Valley yeah. where she can't get into trouble. Yep. And then uh, start moving a little bit more West. Yeah. We'll see. But definitely, for sure, <laughs> getting a second place. 
Well, let's dive into our episode. Yes. How to let it go. Yeah. Let it all fucking go. Let it go, man. Failures, rejections. Okay. All right. Well, let's dive into our episode today. We hope you enjoy. Enjoy. So let's talk a little bit about failure because sometimes yes. failure is what is why we're holding on to something or why we can't seem to let something go. Right. Oftentimes we can potentially link it to who we are, what our worth is, our identity. And because of that, it can make it very difficult to move on, to let go, to reframe. Yeah. It's like basically something didn't work out the way you wanted it to or the way you had envisioned it would. And it's easy to fall into really structured ideas of how things will go or should go and how they're going to go. And then when they don't is when we get sort of, you know, derailed. I guess it's expectations. So Mm -hmm. expectations Mm -hmm. not being met due to one thing or another or maybe it just goes in a different direction. The expectation of a certain outcome yes. and it doesn't it doesn't work out that way and then you get disappointed. You feel like a failure. You feel like you've been rejected. Yeah, oftentimes failure in my mind is it's not that it didn't happen, it just didn't happen yet. Like, oh. Oh, I like that. Yeah, like oh, that didn't work. So, I'm not a millionaire yet. <laughs> a billionaire yeah. actually I was gonna say billionaire but then I wanted to be chill so. <laughs> let's try take it down a notch so but I, I would say that's probably a mindset yeah you know like I heard once that failure can be seen as a stepping stone so maybe you're not there yet and this is simply a challenge or an obstacle that makes you stronger and more deserving of that outcome than yeah. when you finally get to where you want to be like Sometimes you, you, you get to where you think you want to be and you end up realizing that's not where you want to be or that there's even more that you have to give, more that, you know, can come from you, like you have more potential. Sometimes things work out the way you thought they would and it's not where you want to be at all. Mm-hmm. And you don't know that till you get there. The, your whole f- stepping stones as failure reminds me of that Martin Luther King Jr. saying with... You don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. Yep, I and love that quote. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, sometimes you just have to go. And this is a little bit along lines of like, just start, just go. But along the way, there will be minor setbacks. I don't really think of anything as a failure so much as I think of it as a setback. But failures and setbacks and little things that go wrong along the way, there will be tons of them. And there will be, you know, whether this is in business, personal, professional relationships, like he didn't call me when I thought he would. He took four hours to text me back. I mean, this is stuff that we don't need to stress over. These aren't failures. These just aren't things that are worth worrying about. So when I think of the word failure, I tend to have like two thoughts about failure. Okay. I like to think of failures not necessarily as me, like a, like an end point. Because mm-hmm. I think nothing is a failure as long as you learn something from it. Mm-hmm. However, on the flip side... I like to use the word failure just because so many people use the word failure and I want people to know that oftentimes you might fail at something, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're any less capable of 
doing something or achieving something. It just means you're being redirected to something else. Oftentimes, like I know you're, you're a word we person. We talked about this. Rejection, word, yeah. is yeah. rejection, rejection is redirection. Rejection is redirection. and Or failure is a, mm-hmm. an opportunity to find another opportunity that you're meant to be that probably is going to be a lot better yeah. and than, than what you originally thought you would be able to experience. But I think it has to do with mindset too. That's why... I, I love talking about failures with people. Because there are things you can fail. I guess the things I was thinking of aren't as concrete. But there, when I'm thinking of what you're saying, it's like there are things you can fail. You can fail a test. Mm-hmm. You can fail a class in, you know, in school. You can, you can, there are things you can technically fail. Maybe that's, yeah. I like how you said like technically fail. Yeah. But then what do you do after mm-hmm. that happens? Right. Do you let it define you? Mm-hmm. Do you let it determine your worth? Do you let it cause you to give up? Right. And so maybe what you know, what our conversation today is going to be about is challenging and empowering our listeners to say, you know what, we all fail at something. Let's use, you know, just for lack of a better word, if we were to use the word failure, we all fail at something. It's not about the failure itself, technically. It's about what you do with that failure. How do you use that failure to move on to the next part of your life? Do you use it to make yourself a better person? Do you use it to strengthen yourself so that, you know, you'll take that test again and you'll pass next time? I mean, at one in, in one of our previous episodes, I had shared like, there are several boards tests that you have to mm-hmm. take to be a dentist. And I failed my first part. Mm-hmm. I actually failed it two times. I didn't pass until my third time. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, part two, I passed on the first time. But passing that first part the third time was so much more meaningful to me because it showed me, it required me to step up. It required me to push myself harder and to realize that like I was worthy of being a dentist because I was putting in the work and that I wanted it that bad. Yeah. Uh, and so the second time I, I mean, when I passed the second test, I was like, great, I passed. But you learn so much from your failures or yeah. from these obstacles, from these stepping stones, because it allows you to rise up or get to a higher level. And if you can get out of that little minor, it's a very small thinking, in my opinion, I guess is how I would phrase it. So it's a very small way of thinking to think of things as failure sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's sometimes what you're thinking other people will view as a failure is often one of your greatest accomplishments. So an example is I have mentioned before I was married. That marriage ended. Some people would call that a quote failed marriage. And I'm like, well, I guess you could say that if you really wanted to. And I'm like, yes, the marriage itself did not work. But that's because I knew I did not want to be there. If I had just rolled over and played dead, so to speak, and was willing to be completely unhappy, that marriage would have been, quote, successful. So so the marriage came to an end. And again, you might call it the failed marriage, but like it is in retrospect on my life to this point there are three major turning stones and leaving that marriage is one of the best things i ever did redefining failure quote failure redefining these experiences sometimes people equate failure with a negative or bad thing but in your situation you redefine what failed up oh i like that yeah Failed up. I failed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, best thing I ever did. You know, oftentimes I hear like some things need to end for something else 
to start. Right. So. I mean, I went on to fail a bunch of little relationships after that, but <laughs> all stepping stones along the way to get me to one of my other biggest failures. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like one of the most pivotal turning points of me to date. So sometimes be careful about what you think and what you don't be so concerned with other people's opinions about your quote failures, because it does not matter what you think someone else is going to think. It's just, just fucking do it. And don't worry about what everybody else is thinking. Their, their opinions are like assholes. There's a reason There's a, that's a saying. It's like everyone has one. And who gives a shit, to be honest, about anybody else's thoughts on what you're doing besides your, you. Beside you. Just do it. So you bring on a strategy or maybe a mindset that I am trying to embrace now. But I, I would like to think that it's a great mindset to have, especially when you're redefining failure right so letting go of what other people think yes is definitely it's hard to do because of course we're all human we care about what people think we care especially those people who matter to us whose values and opinions Mm -hmm. we hold in high esteem what they say and think about us about our decisions have an effect on us but when it comes to pivotal moments in your life where you might be quote failing, redefining that for yourself, you have to try really hard to to just let go of getting the approval of others or what others think. I agree. I actually wrote some notes down. Obviously, we always do about this pod. And those are actually a couple of my bullet points was there's nothing you can do about other people's opinion. And there's nothing you can do about other people's actions. And so much of that has to do with like so many people just base the things they're doing on what everybody you're comparing yourself to someone else comparison is the thief of joy and or you're so worried about what other people are going to think or say about what you're doing that you're letting it stop you from being you and like fulfilling your destiny you have to continue to be you I mean, obviously, as long as it's safe and doesn't harm other <laughs> yes, of people. Course, of course. Like, please don't be a murderer or anything psychopath. But you cannot do things worrying about what everybody else is going to say or do in response to them. I totally can relate to that, especially because growing up in my family and maybe in my culture, I would say, that you grow up being encouraged heavily. And maybe I'm using encouraged as a very kind word. Of saying, a different way of saying expectations. Yes. There's a lot of expectations put on you. And you you can get really wrapped up into making decisions that are based on the expectations set forth by your family and your, you know, your culture, your community. And it can be hard to let go of what your parents think about you or about your partner or about the decisions you make about your life. Yeah. It is very, very hard, but that's why it takes a lot of work to really sit with yourself and learn how to listen to your voice, learn how to develop your own voice. And it takes practice. And if you have family obligations, this doesn't mean that, this isn't to say that you can't fulfill or help or still be a part of the, you know, that family unit and whatever way you're needed to be there, but you can change your mindset around it and still help fulfill some of those obligations while chasing your 
dream or your goals, your goals. Yeah. Well, another thing that I was going to mention is like letting go of trying to be something you're not. Mm. The easiest example that comes to mind is oftentimes I try to be funny because I really want to be a funny person. But I've learned to like in moments where I do feel safe with the people that I do feel safe. When I let go of, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not a funny person and that's okay. And I'm okay with myself and I'm accepting of myself because I'm in a safe space. Then I'm kind of funny. Listen, you can sing. You don't get to be funny. Okay? No, but I'm just saying that as an Save example. Save the funny for people who can't Oh my God. Sing. I get funny. You get to sing. You don't get everything. All right? You God. know what I was thinking is whenever we get to a place in our podcast life yeah. where we are doing shows we should have like <laughs> time where mandy is funny and witty and then like i'll sing <laughs> miley's singing the intro of like some sort of little intro song no one knows who this little songbird is coming through the speakers everywhere it's you yeah you don't but, get everything no i don't want everything <laughs> i'm just saying like sometimes what happens is you spend so much time thinking about what you're not mm-hmm. when you should focus not should but like you know you could you could be focusing on on who you are and what makes you you as opposed to spending time thinking about what you're not and so let go give yourself grace let go of trying to be something you're not and be what you are and, and and embrace that. And I think, again, part of that is finding a space, finding people that you feel safe so that you can be yourself. All of this makes me think of resentment mm. because when we're not letting go and when we are solely living for other people's expectations or demands or desires, it is the starting grounds, breeding grounds for resentment within us when we're not being true to something in ourselves and um, you know holding resentments holding grudges is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die right so that just doesn't sound that's not a happy place that's not a comfortable place to live or come from in your daily life it will affect if it's even if it's just in your romantic life if it's just in your work life it will infiltrate and touch all aspects of your life because it will start to overtake you and your mindset and you really have to let go of other people's expectations at least to a certain degree and you have to you all you know maybe there's a degree where again family obligations and things that maybe there's a degree to where you're like I have to come to accept that this is the part I can you know meet for family needs or whoever it is but the rest of it is me and I have to be okay with what I'm able to give and I'm okay with what I'm not able to give. I like that. And I think another thing that comes to mind also when we're talking about letting go of other people's expectations, letting go of trying to get approval from other people or oh, what yeah. other people think, uh, there's this mantra maybe, uh, this thing that I learned in business that says when you're throwing out an idea, when you're putting yourself out there, 10% of people are not going to like it. Mm. 80% of people are going to feel indifferent and 10% of people are going to be like raving fans and super excited. So you can choose to let the 10% of people that don't like it affect how you think, how you move to the next step or you know how you're going to make the next decision. You can let the 80% of people who don't give a shit <laughs> affect you, right? You like if 80% of people don't give a shit like 
are you suddenly thinking that you're unworthy? Don't work for them. Right, yeah. And then then there's a the 10% that are going to be your raving fans. Surround yourself with those people. And know? those are the people you should be working for, so to speak. Like, right. working for. Like, it work gear yourself towards the people who are a fan of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like, letting go can be really hard. And so, mm-hmm. especially during times where you do need to let go of something, whether it's a past relationship, whether it's a rejection from work or not getting that promotion, yeah. surround yourself, put yourself in environments that will promote a healthy mindset. Yeah. Um, I often think that, especially during times of negative self-talk for me, I mean, the last couple of months have been extremely hard for me. And one of the things that have really helped me is this mantra that says, you know, if I strengthen my body, my mind and my heart will follow. And so I surround myself with uh, people who encourage me to strengthen my body. They hold me accountable. They cheer me on. And then I put myself in environments where I am strengthening my body. And when I complete like a workout or when I complete a hike, I feel better about myself because I was able to strengthen my body. And just feeling better about myself gives me strength to say, you know, if I can do this, I can let go eventually. Like keeping that at the the forefront. Like that's my goal. None of this you're happens also, over, overnight. You're also doing things that strengthen your mind. Like right. Just Indirectly. Work, working out. Yeah. Working out is good for you. There, is endor- there are endorphins. It's confidence building. It's a lot of, has a lot of good things. But it working out alone does not change the wiring of your brain. You are also surrounding yourself with other things. I mean, me. <laughs> uh, that's amazing um <laughs> true true a therapist i mean friends co-workers there are a lot of people around you that are cheer cheering you on yeah. and cheerleading you in the direction like that you need right now and filling time right filling space mm-hmm. that you know instead of you know spending friday night dwelling on that rejection dwelling on not getting that promotion mm-hmm Fill that space yeah. up with time with good friends. Yeah. Pick up a new hobby. Matthew Hussey talks about... Name drop. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we not name drop on here? We're super good friends with him. <laughs> Can I... <laughs> well, anyways, one of the things that Matthew Hussey talks about, especially when you are kind of overcoming heartbreak, overcoming rejection, failures, things like that is he encourages people to surround yourself or distract yourself with productive things. Things that either Not will... Not scrolling on Instagram. Right. Although I do do that a lot. <clears throat> but if you know that on Friday nights, you know, you and whoever used to do this, fill that time with a wonderful friend who, you know, and go explore a new thing or do something like a cooking class together or something. Okay. I like that. Filling your time with positive, like, Mm -hmm. reinforcements. In entrepreneurship, there are often also lots of setbacks similar. Uh, This just made me think of that. Like, sometimes we're very impatient in our entrepreneurial adventures. And we expect it to just go and already be there right when we start. And, I mean, if anything, this podcast is one a great example of a slow burn. And while we are incredibly thankful for the people who are listening and are following, like, we're not down in the dumps. We're still here week after week recording, Mm -hmm. regardless of, you know, how many listeners are or aren't listening. Like, we're here for the people that are listening. We're so excited to keep fucking talking with you and to you and, like, talking for you and hearing from you. And 
um, if we constantly focused on, if can you imagine if we looked at this by week, like week by week? We are. It'd be like, I'm just kidding. It'd be like, no, I mean like looked at <laughs> yes, our numbers exactly. or something. It's like, look at this 1% growth. Like it could be really oh, yes. upsetting, stuff yeah. like that. But it's like, don't do that. And don't, don't concentrate on what didn't take note of maybe something in business, um, that doesn't work and pivot like being flexible and being open to changing your stance or even like, you know, family obligations might have been like, you're supposed to be a doctor. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, it turns out I want to be a veterinarian. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but Gary, so Gary Vaynerchuk, I've mentioned mm-hmm. one of my like name drop. I was <laughs> going to say name drop. <laughs> one of my business guru, like spirit animal type of people for, I don't know, like five years now. He says, I rem- I don't know how long ago he said this, but I will never forget. Um, all that looking back is fucking with your neck. Oh, oh, I like that. Right? And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Mm. I need to, I need to remember, remember yeah. that at times when it's, um, occasionally you just catch yourself looking back at things and it's like, wh- whatever you're looking back on, you're like, stop looking back. You're going this direction. All that looking back is fucking with your neck. So, yeah, I, like I do that. get, I am prone to neck aches as well. So I used Don't to add be. to it then. I know, I used to be, I used to be. I used to carry all my stress there. Um, when you said, you know, don't focus on the bad things, focus on the, the good things. Like, it, it made me think of the word gratitude mm. because when you are looking at failure or, or rejection, whether it be in business or personal, um, reframing your experience one way of reframing is being grateful for what you do have. Again, I think that, you know, we like, we're, that 1% I'm excited about. Like, it's not yeah. a bad 1%. I'm like, yes, that yeah. means in 52 weeks, maybe we'll have 52% growth. <laughs> 1% a yeah. week, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm, I'm excited about what is there. I'm not down and out about what's not there. And exactly. Both yeah. things exist simultaneously all of the time. Which do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on what you have? What is there? The growth you are obtaining? The learning that you're doing? The relationship, uh, what's it called? Like the relationship tools you're figuring out? The self, the personal growth? Are you going to sit there and focus on all the stuff you haven't done yet? Or I was going to say, if you're going to focus on the things that you haven't done, focus it from, like, again, reframing how you look at what you haven't done. Right. Instead of looking at it at, oh my gosh, I haven't done this and I haven't done that. Because it come becomes from a negative so space, overwhelming. Yeah, you can use that to say, okay, I haven't done these three things, but that will set the foundation for my next three goals. And if you, so if you have a list of things you are haven't done yet, how do you go, do you, I think a helpful tool is to just pick one of them. I picked three, but okay. <laughs> I mean, to do yeah. it at a time. Oh, oh, definitely. Like, I'm going to do this yeah. one mm-hmm. now. Yes. And like, because if you focus on the whole list. Oh, it gets overwhelming. Overwhelming. The list of things. Lists can become overwhelming. Pick one thing, decide to tackle that, and then take the next thing. Even reading a giant menu yeah. can be overwhelming. Well, on the same thing, when I think of a massive project, right? Mm. Start small. Yeah, don't look at the Maybe, end. Yeah. Start small, make it really good, and then grow from it, right? Yeah. Like for our podcast, it's a great example. Yeah, we would love to get to a point where we have hundreds of thousands of followers, but we're going to start small with one episode and then two episodes, and then we'll get good with our structure and get good with our quality of sound, and then we just grow as, you know, take it one step at a time. Next Make up, it really good. Interview skills. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, baby steps. It's like, it's good to look at the end and know where you want to be. You have to have yeah. a goal in mind. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just, you're not, you, yeah. You have yeah. to have a goal. Yes. But then work backwards and say, what are the things I need to do to get to that goal? And start at the beginning. Our Instagram page is also a a good example too. I remember yeah. when you had first started and you posted one and I was like, wow, that's awesome. Then you posted a second one and then it's awesome. Now we have so many posts and you look at the whole thing and I'm like, ooh, so pretty and so <laughs> awesome. I like that you think it's pretty. I am such a critic of it. Oh, I think it's just beautiful. Oh, thanks. And the content is great and you're funny and witty and it's kind and sweet and... Um, She's my hype man. <laughs> I really do. I, I look at it a lot, and aesthetically, it's pleasing. This is so biased, but <laughs> but I do. I I really hope our listeners, if you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us because I th- I, I think Mandy has done such an incredible job with it. Well, you inspire me. I mean, it's it's our conversations that inspire me, and like your pictures you take on these fantastic hikes, and just little things we talk about inspire me to make those posts and. Uh, you know, teaching myself the little graphic design little jobby and figuring things out along the way, like what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. anyways. It's it's little things like that. Like you just have to take baby steps and it's, you know, getting better at the Facebook thing. It's getting better at all the little pieces of the puzzle that will get us there. I think when you were talking about figuring out what works and what doesn't work is another good approach to failure and rejection you know, failure is not always an endpoint. It is just another oh, yeah. way it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it redirects you to find another way that might be better. I mean, some of the the most successful businesses, the most incredible inventions come from like identifying where something didn't work and making it better. Oh, dude, that's how Viagra. Yes. It was. I don't know why that popped into my head. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know why, but it was supposed to be a heart. Yeah, it was supposed to help with high blood pressure. Now it gives dudes a heart on. Mm-hmm. And so, like some of the best things, and that's why I say, like, what a maybe, miracle! What a miracle drug, by the way. <laughs> I've never actually slept with anybody who's used Viagra, but I kind of hope to. Is that oh, weird? Gosh. Is that weird? No, no, no judgment. I have no idea. I, I don't really have a stance on that. So I mean, not because I necessarily do. need to. I'm just curious what it's like. From my end. Well, when you do, because it's not an if. Again, another mindset. I'm not, when taking, you do. I'm not taking applications. Do not jump in my <laughs> Do not jump in my DMs about this. <laughs> Again, this is a not a, another mindset. When you face a failure or a rejection, think of it as a redirection to a better version, the best version of yourself. Like it's an opportunity to head in a different direction that, you know, is going to create a, a, a better you, a, a, the best version of you. I have a, an example of this exact thing. I've been hustling hard at my other side business for four years. And this year, a couple of months ago, I had this moment where I just wanted to slow it down. And I feel all this obligation to keep going because it's what's expected of me. Mm. And I don't know if we talked about this before on a pod, but I was like, but I just don't want to. And I feel like I need to follow that right now and be really true to that. Pull it back a little bit. And and we were doing this and this feels, this is something that I'm really excited about, 
even though it doesn't make any money. (laughs) Um, But this is something that we are both really excited for and a a new adventure, whereas the other one has not necessarily stopped becoming exciting or fulfilling in the ways that it was, but it just started to become a little overwhelming and it started to feel like it was less me and more about other people. And I didn't, I don't, I don't want that to be the case. I want it to be like a balance of something that, you know, I'm doing because I'm excited to do it, not so much out of expectation. So yeah, I've scaled that back. I have real world experience with actually doing that not living, not necessarily doing everything that everybody else is expecting of you. I'm also a college dropout. I mean, take that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the best, most successful people are college dropouts. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, what a waste of time. <laughs> so you're no offense. <laughs> all my degrees and all that loan money. There are certain things <laughs> you have to go to school for, and I'm all for it. But it does not. There are things that college or university cannot teach you like the real world can and yeah pick your battles when you said uh pick your battles i think that's also one of the things that i have been trying to do the last couple months since i've been trying to overcome certain failures and rejection Mm -hmm. not necessarily lowering expectations of myself in a negative way but maybe today I'm not going to expect myself to conquer 10 things on my list, but maybe I'll try conquering two of those things on my list and then be okay with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, picking and choosing today's a day where, you know what, I don't have to be go-getter, complete everything that's on my plate kind of person. That it's okay for me to take a break today and not put so much pressure on myself. When I say pick your battles, I'm, I think, how important is it? Mm-hmm. That comes to my mind really quick. Because sometimes it's really, we can be really quick to get fired up about something mm-hmm. that's not going right. And then it's like, okay, if you just slow down and you go, how important is it? Or right. it, you're, you're picking your battle. Like, is this something? Is this a yeah. fight I need to get? Is this something I need to get worked up about? Like, what is it costing me? In my serenity mm-hmm. versus the outcome. Right. And I, yeah, I guess that's why I was like, in my mind, like on my daily, like my daily life is, you know, I have lists of things that I need to get done or people need things from me. And it's picking and choosing, prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? That's not as important for, you know, like for me, I need that mental space today and I don't have the mental capacity to tackle 10 things. I have the mental capacity to tackle two things and then I will give myself peace and be okay with it. I like that. You know, another mindset when it comes to to tackling failure and rejection is trying to find ways to, you know, we had mentioned coming from a mindset of gratitude, but also coming from a mindset of what do you need to get peace? Mm-hmm. Sometimes with failure and rejection, you need closure. That's a hot word that is, you know, that that's thrown around a lot. Yeah. But you know, it, you know, you, you there's this mindset of like you creating closure, but instead of maybe creating closure, create peace. Yeah. Try to find ways to be at peace with yourself and do things that help you. Is closure kind of like letting go? It 
It is in a way. I, I think... mean, because I don't really believe in closure as far as relationships go. Like sometimes mm-hmm. people are chasing this weird yeah. thing about closure. Like I just need to yeah. have this. One I need to like conversation. have this conversation mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, it's not going to make you feel any no. better. No. Like it never does. Right. That's why, you know, uh, I was listening to a podcast by Case Kenny. Okay. And he was talking about, you know, that one conversation is not going to help you. No. It's not going to make you feel better. So instead of trying to create closure, create peace. Yeah. And what kinds of things can you do to create peace? Um, one of those things is um, actually I learned like Matt Boggs has a, a thing about five ways that you can create closure for yourself mm-hmm. after a relationship ends. And one of those things is trying to find ways to learn from that relationship mm-hmm. so that you can be better for yourself and you can feel as though that experience in your life has made you be a higher level of yourself or a better form of yourself. I agree. The reason for being in relationships is to make me a better version of me. Mm-hmm. Not like I expect other people to do that, but like the reason relationships come into your life is to make us better, like grow me as a person, like challenge me on some level and grow me to the next level of X, Y, Z. Like if, if, it, if it, to throw back to one of our previous episodes, if it doesn't, challenge you or if it doesn't yeah if it doesn't challenge you it doesn't change you yeah and it's not like I'm looking to become a brand new person but I do like to think that I'm that I'm a life learner like I love learning things and if I can learn things about myself and if I can figure out ways to move through this world in a more peaceful less um like low harm impact and bring light like I, I, I would love to learn those things. And I hope that that's like a little bit of what we get to share here is what we've learned along the way and, um, offer some tools to people that might help them mm-hmm. if they want to steal a little bit of that. Like yeah. I have a ton of life. You want a piece? <laughs> here you go. And you know, you can actually translate that not just from relationships or translate that over to professional life too. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 the jobs that you get or don't get You can grow from all of those experiences. And so just because it's time to let go of one job or let go of this ideal promotion or position that you really wanted Mm -hmm. and you didn't get, use that energy to make yourself a better candidate because you never know if there's another position that's better fitted for you. Yeah, there very well could be. There very well is. Yes, It's like if you're not getting this, it's because it's not meant for you. Exactly. Don't take time for granted. And right. I think, that, again, one of those, uh, one of the things about letting go of failure, letting go of rejection is realizing that you don't have all the time in the world and you don't want to waste time. You don't want to take time for granted. Yes, when you face failure and rejection or not getting what you want, it's, it's okay and it's important to mourn that because maybe you've invested a lot into whatever it is that you truly wanted or that you were hoping for, it's okay to mourn that. And some of the techniques in mourning that we've talked about in the past is, you know, setting a time limit. Mm. Like for myself, um, you know, I would give myself 20 minutes to cry about something. And after 20 minutes, I get my butt up and I get something done. Like I need... I think time, you saying time jogs me into just, this is the end of 2020. And... Flashback to our episode one where we were talking about 2020 and you said, you know, just now you said time, you don't get that back and time's going to keep going and time will just 
Time will keep passing, regardless of if you're living in it or not. And all of these tips and tricks and tools and things that we're telling you are meant to get you in the moment and really living your life. Because like we said in that first episode about 2020, this year is going to pass you by whether you partake or not. So you can sit around and complain and bitch and moan about how terrible 2020 is and how it's such shit and you'd like to fast forward to 2021. Well, guess what? It's four fucking weeks away or whatever it is at this point and you did nothing and all that time is gone. So it's time to do something. The time is now. Get off your fucking ass and go do it. Whoa, you totally just went sassy on me right there. I love it. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, sometimes you also need a good friend to just give you a good kick in the butt like that. I mean, that's, it's a little bit of a reality check, but it's really how I think about my days and my life. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not trying to sit here and do nothing. What are you talking about? Like, I, my heart breaks for the people that have just sat around in 2020 and, you know, everybody's out there collecting houseplants and succulents. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what people are doing? Yes. See, houseplants are having a moment. Really interesting. I have not been paying attention. Again, I want nothing to do with it. Oh, you know how I am. So one of the techniques that I have read about when it comes to failures and rejection is creating mantras for yourself. Having positive self-talk is really, really important. So in those moments, like tell yourself like you are a warrior. Is it positive? Is it positive talk if I'm talking to my little plant and I'm like, don't worry, I can't kill you. <laughs> you know, I, I sing to my plants because yeah, I, I hear that. It, I've actually seen you sing to your plants. Seriously? I thought I did it in private. In your office? Yes. Yeah. See, how would I know what? that? <laughs> how? What are you doing? I, I mean, do it like after hours when no one is around. I was going to say, sometimes I'm there after hours oh and I'm walking God. by and you're like humming to your little plants and watering them. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Mantras can be good and you can create your own or look for mantras. I have a, so I use Instagram a lot and Mm. I look to a lot of accounts that post positive thinking and I will save a lot of posts. And so I wake up and I will scroll through my album of positive quotes and mantras. And for five minutes, I start my day with, I might not. These are affirmations. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I didn't really think about Affirmations that. Affirmations is what you're describing. Yeah, yeah you start Thank your you. day like, you are strong, you are brave, you are beautiful. I am brave, I am bold, and I am brilliant. Gosh darn it, people like me. Exactly. Well, that is like, it's my, um, that's my mantra. I put it on my cell phone. So that's the first <laughs> thing I, you know, because it reminds me that like, I am brave enough to be honest with myself. Mm. I am bold enough to try new things and challenge myself. And I am brilliant enough to shine in my own light. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because I think that's actually, it's the, the very last one because it's always the hardest. Okay. I think sometimes we often forget to give ourselves props. Like we, okay. many times we are we're either, shy about it. Yeah. Yeah, we're humble, or mm-hmm. I don't even know if humble's humble, right word. Humble, modest. Yeah. We don't give ourselves enough credit. And again, that goes back to failure and, re- uh, and rejection. Especially when you've been rejected or when you failed at something, you start, you know, you can get into this cycle of you, you didn't get that job because you weren't good enough, because you weren't smart enough, because you didn't work hard enough. And the thing is like, no, you're brilliant. You, everyone has a light. You know, 
your work, you know, whatever you did, whatever you didn't do, it wasn't just a good fit for that job. Mm-hmm. But you're meant for something different, something that better fits you. I like this. Mantras and affirmations are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a, a really tactical way to rewire your brain into more positive thinking. And when you practice it, like a yoga practice, like a Pilates practice, like a spin bike, practice, practice, practice. And eventually that practice becomes, obviously, obviously it can becomes a habit and then it just becomes your default. And honest to God, if there's anyone that's living proof of that, it's me. I mean, it's not that I don't have salty thoughts. I'm, I'm salty and sarcastic and <laughs> whatever as fuck some days. But I... I have very positive outlooks when it comes to most things. And I'm very like, I'm a realist. I'm like, get it done. You have one shot at today. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to make it the best fucking day possible. Thank you. It's <laughs> exactly the right answer. But sometimes I'm also going to just lay in bed and give myself a break. I hear you, girl. I was so hungover on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> Oh, anyways, <laughs> I got up, I went shopping. It was good. Small business Saturday. Oh, oh, nice. You know, when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking about how, so the last couple of months since I've been going through all, you know, my hardship stuff, a lot of people would tell me like, you are a strong person. You are going to come out of this much stronger than you were before but you have to want to be stronger. You have to decide that you are stronger, that you want to be stronger. and Because otherwise you're just wallowing in your self-pity. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of made me think back to our episode about confidence as well mm-hmm. and and having the confidence in yourself and knowing your self-worth and knowing that, like, hey, like, I do want to be stronger for myself. And... I think in the back of my mind, I always knew I could be, mm-hmm. but one of my updates this past weekend was where I finally, I had moments where I was, I actually literally did feel stronger and it gave me a lot of hope and, and it gave me uh, a little momentum forward. I like that. But I think the, the whole, all, all that to say that you have to want to be stronger. You have to want this failure and this rejection, you know, you have to decide for yourself to want better, to do better, to be better, to glean as much as you can from, is that a word, glean? Yep. Yeah. You have to want to glean from this experience. Did I use that word right? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word, but that's not exactly no, that's not how you use that correct word? use. Oh, but. Um, okay, maybe I should... Maybe I should look up user dictionary and look up what the word glean is so that I know how to use it. But you have to glean from the experience? No. Nope. No, no, no. no, no. Take two. Uh, take three. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just failing at using the word glean. So I'm going to redirect myself and just say you have to look for opportunities to learn lessons from your experiences. Okay, I like that. Take three. Success. Snap. I think this was a good talk on failure and letting it go. Letting the shit go. Yeah, let that shit go. And I think also... Let it go, let it flow. On the other side of letting go is relief. Oh, 100%. I mean, 
there is nothing like literally letting go of other people's problems. OPP. Uh, just like, <laughs> I don't know if that's what OPP actually stood for in the song, but, um, letting go of things that don't belong to you mm-hmm. to worry about or to hold resentment, resentments over or to hold frustrations or, uh, expectate, maybe you're the person holding expectations and you're frustrated when the other person doesn't come through like this, that goes both ways. It's not always on the receiving end, but there is nothing quite like letting go and deciding I don't need to worry about this to get that serenity. Serenity is a word for me um, because of some programs I've done. So I'm really into the whole serenity is like peace, so to speak. I just like, no matter what's happening, it can be very chaotic around me and I can still have that serenity inside. Like it, I don't, the work, the way I've practiced being is, um, I've practiced things that allow me to retain my serenity, regardless of what external circumstances or forces are coming at me. So, serenity is big for me. And it's and it's a choice you get to make, whether or not you let someone steal that or have a piece of it. We, we all have these choices to make every day. You want to hold on to things? Do you want to hold on to grudges? Do you want to hold on to resentments? Do you want to hold on to expectations of another human? I mean, if you don't want that put on you, then you have to consider not putting that on other people. And like I've had that in lots of different ways. I've had really odd expectations of me um, of in relationships and friendships. And it's like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that was a thing Um, because I don't behave that way. So it's hard for me sometimes when other people do, but these are all little choices you get to make. And if something doesn't, if something doesn't feel right or doesn't feel good or feels like a lot of struggle, then you can choose just to stop. You don't, have to participate in every fight you're invited to. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I think when you said choice, it reminded me about... So a mindset that I really like is called the fish philosophy. Okay. And it's actually really popular in business, Mm. but it's also been translated over to leadership and education. Anyways, the fish philosophy has four principles. We're not going to go into detail about that. Uh, it's okay, uh, but it originated from Pike's Place Fish Market. Again, we don't have to go into that either. Okay. But one of the four principles of the fish philosophy is this this mindset that you choose your attitude. You choose oh. how you show up. Mm-hmm. And a catchphrase for that is, it's a simple choice. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it just speaks to empowering encouraging our listeners that you and you know and you alone have control over your thoughts and your emotions and you know you choose how you're going to view and approach experiences in your life and your energies Mm -hmm. no one gets to decide my energy i get to decide Mm -hmm. my energy i get to and how you're and 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 how you're going to share that energy with others 100 Mm percent Um, I, you come at me attacking me and I could jump right in and take the bait and mm -hmm. fight you back, but that doesn't leave any of us anywhere. And instead I'm just going to be like, Hmm, all right, well, 
nice yeah. talking to you. And the I other, go back to yeah. my office now or whatever it is, like, you know. And and it also speaks to like you. You can only like it. It speaks a little bit to what we were talking about earlier in this episode, but also that you know, let go of things that you can't control. Oh, yeah. And take control of what you can. And so, you know, again, you control your thoughts, you control your actions. And, you know, are you going to let certain thoughts, I guess, for example, um, when I face a failure or rejection, I might say that I should have said that a different way mm-hmm. to whoever. I should have said it differently, or I could have said it differently, or I wish I had said this. The thing is, if I ruminate or if I dwell on what could have been or what I could have done differently, it doesn't get me anywhere. But if I reframe that and I can say, you know what, I can't control what I, you know, what happened in the past and how I handled that situation. But I can make note that in the future, if I ever run across that issue or that opportunity or that discussion or that conversation again Mm -hmm. I can make note to handle it this way a different way so this is what I call um making amends and it's like kind of a a a list at the end of my days so kind of like I run through gratitude lists in my head at Mm -hmm. night and um I also run through a list of things like making amends like what maybe didn't go so well is there anything I'm stewing on at the end of the day that I didn't particularly care for my behavior in and how can I make an amends doesn't necessarily mean I'm going and making apologies to a person like sometimes that's necessary but making an amends means to me turning inward and going okay I can forgive myself for maybe doing this less than I would have liked to ideally or whatever it is and like moving forward I will handle this situation with this um and the whole choice thing and what you just kind of said about people changing and reminds me of the serenity prayer and although I am not neither one of us are religious people but the serenity prayer is one of those things that has been like my family's uh, like grandma everybody has always had this on a sign in their house and it wasn't until I became sort of involved with addiction so to speak that I really you really take the serenity prayer into like into you and it becomes like a little piece of you so for anybody who doesn't know the serenity prayer it says God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference and I think regardless of if you're religious or not that is very moving if you're just Take it at its face value. That's a really beautiful prayer. Yeah. I like it. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like to invite our listeners to share with us some of the ways they've learned how to let shit go. Mm-hmm. or overcome the way they talk to themselves when it comes to failure and rejection. Yeah. I would love to hear what our listeners have to say about that because I think we all face failure and rejection at some point in our lives and and we all deal with it differently and you know we also need to give ourselves patience as well because overcoming doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And uh, And so... Just knowing that you're not alone, that 
and, and sharing what works and what doesn't work. Sometimes something that works for me doesn't work for you and vice versa. Yeah. But it's still great to kind of throw that all out there and share all the possibilities because you just never know what might stick. Yeah, I want to know everything from like your mindset with letting things mm-hmm. go and getting over failure to like physical things you do like... I run five miles or I run a mile for every minute I had ruminating thoughts and was dwelling on things or I burned all that motherfucker shit in the backyard. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah, so two funny stories. Uh, When I was uh, trying to get over an ex, every time I thought of him, I made myself do five push-ups. Okay. Uh, I'm probably going to start doing that again because my arms are getting are not looking so well anymore. So I'm going to start doing my push-ups again. But, um, and then, so that's another thing. Like if you have a negative thought in your mind, drop down and do five push-ups. Um, Ugh, I, I, know, I cannot do push-ups. I am, uh, well then do five jumping jacks. I have these little Something, bird arms and you know. these hips. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> no. Um, but, and then the other thing is, uh, again, another funny thing is, um, I was trying to get over an X and I got a dartboard. Oh boy! And I put his picture on the dartboard, and I threw darts at it, and then I burned the picture, and I sh- and I uh, flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> the things girls do together, because me and my girlfriends actually all got, um, we all had like bad, like the ending of a relationship all around the same time period, mm-hmm. and so we all got together, got drunk, threw darts burned and then flushed everything down the toilet you threw darts like you poked holes in his face you set him on fire and then flushed him down the toilet yep did it help it was fun in the moment it was cathartic in yeah. the moment. okay okay afterwards it was just something fun to talk about yeah i like it i want to hear crazy stories like this from mm. listeners i want to know what i don't think i have any of these weird things like i mean i just up and leave so I don't, I'm, I'm not often the one getting broken up with and that's not me flexing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm usually the one going, I'm out. <laughs> so I don't know. Sometimes I just, I just burn pictures. I end up throwing them away. If I find stuff later, I'm like, oh, why do I have that? Garbage. It feels really good to get rid of. I got, when I got rid of my wedding ring, I got rid mm-hmm. of my wedding ring like a year, year and a half ago at the most, a little over a year ago. I get shit for it. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. But I said it then and I'll say it now. It created this tiny little size five ring created so much space in my life and in my head mentally. It was kind of funny because I would forget I still owned it, to be honest. Like it wasn't like something I ever, I didn't keep it out. I certainly didn't wear it or I was like, do I want to repurpose it? What do I want to do? And I ended up just selling it. I found an online dealer that was reputable and gave, you know, would give me as fair a value as I could honestly hope for. It's better than going to a pawn shop. But just getting that one little piece, that little symbolic thing, just Mm -hmm. getting rid of it. I was like, by doing this, I know it creates space. And it was really um, an interesting exercise. So, yeah, I'm curious to hear, like, are you selling his car? (laughs) Are you, uh, you know, throwing all his tennis shoes in the bathtub Mm. and lighting them on fire? Well, see, here's the thing, too. Um, Well, I guess when you said, like, was it cathartic or, like, did it help? I think at some level it did help when I was, like, you know, just being able to, like, get the frustration out of my system. Sure. Getting all that pent-up energy of... you always have words. Right. No, you don't. And it was just nice. and, And, you know, I've read some articles about how, like, that's why crying is so 
important. Dude, because... I'm really sad I didn't cry at that show that I finished. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to, like, find... I haven't yeah. cried in forever. Research shows that crying in relation to your rejection and your failure and mm. allowing yourself to get really deep into... Like, really deeply feeling that emotion that there's actually certain chemicals that get released in your tears versus the tears that are released when you are chopping up an onion or whatnot. And so that's why after a really good cry, you tend to feel better. I was telling somebody the other day, like, um... Except I can't ever breathe out of my nose. My head gets all congested and my eyes look like shit, so... Yeah, so that's... I, I faced that many times in the last <laughs> couple months. I've learned that crying in bed is not good no. because I get really stuffed up. And puffy. And, yeah, so I... You're like, nope, just allergies. Yeah. And crying while you're driving is also not a good thing. <laughs> I tend to... Like, I, I've been crying a lot while I drive the last couple months, and I'm like, mmm... This is not good. And then I'm um, laughing because I've been there, like yeah. crying, leaving like meetings mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like way back in the day. And I'd be like, I would sit in the parking lot and have to just lose my shit for yep. like 10, yeah. 15 minutes and try to gather myself and then drive home for 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then park. And then I'm like, okay, I can let it all out. Yeah. Because now it's, I'm not a danger you to society. Cry and drive. Do not yeah. cry and drive. <laughs> so chemically, what gets released? Oh, a lot of different chemicals. I don't remember what it's called. All right. If we have any scientists out there, please hit us up with Miley's half scientific journal. Hey, it's real. It's legit. It's like she read the headline. You're pulling a Mandy. No, I read the whole article. (laughs) I promise. Did I tell you about um, my funny little exchange with the museum guy? No. So he asked where I got my news. (laughs) <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> this is so rude <laughs> well because the last episode or maybe it was two episodes ago you were mentioning about how you get your news from instagram <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he asked where i got my news and if we've already talked about this got it out but <laughs> he asked where i got my news and i was like i don't know oh we talked about this for sure because i was like podcast for sure for sure I was like, podcast, Instagram? But so I said, and I had mentioned somewhere along the way, I was like, well, I signed up and I get emails from the New York Times. And he was like, do you read them? And I was like, nah. Like, I read the headlines. I decide if anything's worth clicking on. I'm like a headline reader in, in general. Like, I can get the gist of a lot of things. And then, you know, hearing things from friends and podcasts and radio and Instagram. I follow news people on Instagram. It's not like I get my news from like the fucking Kardashians or something, but like I'll follow Scottsdale police and I'll follow local um, organizations and I'll get news that way and social justice groups. And um, so I was later on, something happened about the news and some discussion we were having. And I said, Hey, I read the New York times. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, get emails from the New York Times. You don't even open them. Totally got called out. I love it. There's a difference. And I was like, is it? Is it? News is the news and you're getting what you need from them. I mean, that's a Mandy thing. Is it? Is it? (laughs) So, yeah. Anyways, that was a funny thing that happened. Well, I think we uh, had a good discussion about letting go i agree it's definitely hard and i don't want our listeners to think that like oh 
just because we're talking about strategies that it's easy to implement and that it's just going to happen overnight. It takes a lot of decision making on your part to decide that you want to learn from it or that you want to view it a certain way and reframe and forgive yourself Mm -hmm. and that you want to move on and then actually be proactive and take steps into like initiating steps to work towards a better future for yourself. It's a toxic. new future. Yeah. The being holding on to things and resentments and worrying and frustrations and hanging on to things that don't further your self, your goalpost, mm-hmm. your your mission, it it you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. So like I invite you we, to let we it go. Invite, let it go. Yes. Oh, here we go. No, we're not going there. <laughs> Come on, princess. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> but, yeah, so. Yes, we invite you to let it go. Like, I say that to people at work often. I, say, I invite you to not feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. So, just, I mean, consider that. It, it doesn't feel great when you're doing those things. So, like, when you catch yourself, it's just a little bit more being aware in the moment of when you're doing that, behaving that way, getting back into those old patterns and making a really conscious effort to grab onto some of these tactical things to do and flip out of them. Yep, for sure. Find which one works for you. Try Mm -hmm. them all. See what works best for you. Affirmations and mantras and self, you know, power power talk, doing a Miley does power stances, like she's Superwoman or She-Ra. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. There you go. Wonder Woman. Supergirl, Batgirl, Wonder Mm -hmm. Woman, She-Ra. I don't know. Whoever you need to be in the mirror to start your day or in those moments of self-doubt or frustration or hating what you just fucked up and failed at or didn't succeed all of the way. Fuck it. You know what? Look how far I've gotten. Exactly. I'm going to do this. You're a fucking badass. That's just keep right. telling yourself that. Some days I, 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 you know, especially on my down days, I don't believe that, but I say it to myself anyways because again, you speak into reality, right? So, But that's also something I decide that I believe in that. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell myself, even if I don't believe it, if I just keep telling myself, I will believe it at some point. Sometimes I don't know where I got this ability to just go, well, you didn't get that done today. We'll do it tomorrow. And I mean, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, but... <laughs> Well, I, I think, mean, yeah. there's sometimes you can be really hard on yourself for the yeah. things you didn't get done in a day. Yeah. And there are only so many hours in the day and there's only so much I can get done. And look at all the things I did do. And tomorrow I'll go right back to this list of stuff and I'll get it done. Well, it's forgiving, your, like, it's, it's forgiving yourself. It's giving yourself grace to say, you know I what? am one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So I'm going to be the best one person yeah. I can be in each moment as it presents. And I hope you are too. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Shall we end with a gratitude statement? All right. So yes, I do. I do have some gratitudes. I mean, we are in the holiday time of year right now, and I'm all about practicing gratitude in general. But uh, I think it's a little more prominent in our every, like in our face, a little bit more this time of year. I'm really grateful for good friends and I think I say that a lot I don't know but I'm really grateful for my good friends like I had to have a really nice weekend recently with a friend and obviously I have you I have upcoming dates so to speak with one or two other friends that I'm you know in contact with at this time my little COVID circle 
And I'm also grateful for jigsaw puzzles because I just bought a new one. Oh, what? Do you see it in that oh can? Oh my goodness. I was wondering what that can was. Yeah, it's a jigsaw puzzle. It's a thousand piece, uh, like a celestial. It has Ooh. all of the astronomy. Like it has all of the astrological signs on it. So I was, I looked at it and I saw it while I was out of town and I thought, oh my gosh, this looks like torture. <laughs> I need this. So a good it's kind be of one torture. Of my, yeah, like one of my holiday projects will be this um, jigsaw puzzle. I'm excited for you. Thanks. I have three things that I want to share about being grateful. Okay. My first thing that I'm going to be grateful for that I want to share about being grateful is for my friend Bao. She is, uh, she, she's a good friend of mine and she actually has been super supportive of our podcast and posting a lot about us and trying to get her, her network of people to support us. Uh, and, and so she creates a lot of different jewelry and I was visiting with her and she actually, she sat me down and she was like, I would like to give you these four books because I've been following your podcast and I think these books would be great for you and Mandy to kind of take a look at it and see if it might help you with whatever it is that you're trying to, to do because I think what you're doing is great and I believe in what you're doing. And that gesture of like her thoughtfulness just really made an impact on me. I've just been so grateful that that we have an opportunity to build such a great community. Number two is... I'm grateful for our very first comment on Apple Podcast. Our from, review. Yes. Is that what it is? It's a, a review. review. A, a review, a comment from Debbie Huss. Yeah, that's what the username said. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Um, I don't know you, Debbie, but you have totally made our entire year with Dude, your review. it was review. such a good it review. Was. It was um, so well written yep. and just so thought out. It wasn't like, I mean, not that... Not that any review we would ever look at and be like, what a garbage review. <laughs> but it was so just, there was so much thought to it. It was so damn sweet and kind. Well, just wonderful. And she used the word snort out loud, and I love that. <laughs> and uh, and then when we saw her comment or her review, we also noticed that two other people gave us five stars. Yes. And so thank you so much. Um, it means a lot to us. Apple Podcast was a doozy to get onto, so we really appreciate <laughs> yeah. the reviews and the love on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> And then my third grateful thing is uh, not really podcast related, actually. Oh. Sometimes I find that when I'm when I share my gratitude here, it's all about the podcast, just because I'm in the mindset of podcast. I'm just really and just I'm grateful. like, I love jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> but um, I'm really grateful for time. You know, I think I put that on a post a couple weeks ago during Thanksgiving because we had asked people to kind of share three things that they were grateful for, but. Mm-hmm. Time, you know, I, I'm really grateful for time because it's so important, especially when you're on a healing journey. You don't want to take time for granted, but you also don't want to rush yourself and rush the process of healing or even rushing the process of growth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful that I've been able to have the time to take care of myself, that I'm allowing myself the time. I like that you rephrased it because I was like, you're giving yourself yeah. the time. I'm, you know, and, and again, you know, you've mentioned this a couple times. One of the things that I've learned from you, Mandy, the last few weeks is like giving myself grace and giving myself the time. Um, oftentimes I 
I'm so focused on my to-do list. I don't give myself time and I don't give myself grace. Uh, I'm learning how to give myself the time to take care of myself, to reflect inward and say like, this is my time. This is me time. It's, it's going to make you a better person. And when you're a better person, you're better to the people around you as well. So not only do you benefit, but others benefit as well. Yeah, I like that. I think um, something I would, I will follow up and close out is just where you are today is not where you will always be. If you are stuck, keep moving. For sure. (laughs) 100. (laughs) Well, it's been a pleasure being with you all today, tonight. Yes. Wherever you are. On your car ride, on your morning Mm -hmm. walk, on your run, on your hike. Thank you for having us in your earballs. (laughs) And we will look forward to hanging out with you next time. Yes. Love you. Love you too.